You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah, you're a customer. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture and tech news from a black and brown and white geek perspective. I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> uh, sitting across from me is, is usually Achilles Shine, but I have the equally cool, equally as nerdy Stephen Lemieux. Oh, I'm probably more nerdy, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of like the, the video game nerd kind of guy. Yes. But I totally try to keep up to date on this. And I usually, I'm in the booth a lot of the times for this show, so it's always cool to hear yeah, you guys he's, talking. Steven's definitely definitely here and commenting and, and, and knows what he's talking about. We also have in the booth this time, uh, our girl Alexis is there. Hi, Alexis. Shout out hey, to everybody. Alexis. Hello. Um, so let's just jump into some stuff. We'll jump some tech news first because it's kind of a lot going on. Um, I want to talk about this. Well, one of the stories I saw that was interesting to me is uh, I'm obsessed with 4K and of all things, and 4K is you know, I don't know, sort of overrated and underrated at the same time, but apparently uh, Dell has figured out a way to get your 4K onto your desktop. They've come up with this new monitor, um, their 24-inch 4K UHD monitor, um, you know, which is about, uh, I think it was starting out at a thousand bucks, but it's it, it's here, and I don't know, um, I don't know how to feel about this, because, you know, so much of what, so much of the images that we uh, are going to be able to consume in 4K aren't really, I mean, some of the programming and things we need in 4K aren't really out yet. So we have the monitor to be able to to, to, to be able to handle the capacity of 4K, but we don't have the content necessarily. It's, I mean, it's just like, it's just like you have the new Xbox and the PS4, like the systems and things like that. Like, we're so ahead of our time with some of this stuff that right. the developers can't really compete with how fast this technology is moving. Right. So, I mean... I wear glasses, so 4K to me, I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> Honestly, like, right. even like TV, like HGTV, like sometimes there's shows that I'd rather not watch in HD because sure. it kind of peels away the filters and yeah, kind of yeah, makes yeah. it less cinematic. Yep. So when I see like that, like, I have a feeling we're going to have probably a bunch of people who can afford it, buy it, not really use it to its full potential because there's no content, and by the time there's content for it, it's going to be so much cheaper, and then it'll be more consumer based, and then it'll be just like these new LED, LED TVs that are four hundred, five hundred dollars now. Three years back, they were three thousand, four thousand for like yeah. a thirty inch. Look, we've seen this happen. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm considerably older than you. We've seen this happen all the time. I mean, going back to laser discs and oh, Betamax yeah. and VHS totally. and cassettes and tapes and CDs. I mean, a lot of times the technology comes out first, the hardware comes out first, and then the software follows, and then the revolution happens, and then something new comes out. It's just really, it just seems like I guess you. Have have to do this as a as a hardware maker you have to put out the product and but who buys it like who's i don't know who buys this right now when there's nothing you know you just want to have the hot monitor i don't know <laughs> well, what's what's interesting about what you just said and how it kind of ties into this a little bit is what killed the laser disc is the movie industry right is that the movie industry decided they wanted to go with dvds as opposed to laser discs sure. which if you look back at the tape deck and film and all that like the movie industry really does push forward 
the format the, the format of what is going to be widely accepted. So when you look at something like this, where it's a monitor with 4K, I do see an intelligent reasoning behind it because if you if you think about it. Where are we moving in in the movie space and the TV space right now? Right. We're moving all, all to all your digital. all digital, all to your own computer. Mm-hmm. So if if we do have things like Netflix and Hulu, if they're going to start creating content that is 4K, then this is probably the perfect step to make that and be the ex- first people to make. That is an exceptional point. That is an exceptional point because that is exactly what this is for because all, all of our media is moving towards our small screens and our second screens. I mean, uh, don't tell this to the movie theater owners because they're really pissed off about it, but this is where things are going and maybe this is Dell's way of saying, like, look, so when this day comes, you can watch your beautiful show on Netflix on 4K. On a Dell uh, monitor. On your Dell monitor at, at home. So that's good. So, uh, well, well there, I, I, you know, that makes sense to me. You just talk me into it. I want to buy one now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Well, if you buy that, you can't afford Netflix. <laughs> I can't afford Netflix. <laughs> uh, so so Sound Focus has this cool new case, um, which is sort of like the sound system in a case. It feels like this is something that should have already happened, but it's this cool case where it's got like speakers on either side, and um, and it, 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 it's it's this company that usually develops things for people who have hearing issues. But this is something that it seems like it is like I don't know. It, it seems like it should have been done already. I thought it was done already, but I guess it hasn't, and it's like genius, right? I don't know. What do you think? Are you are you out on it? I feel like it's been done before, but if it hasn't, you know, power to him for grabbing that patent and rocking yeah. it out. But yeah. honestly, if you walk around with your phone playing music, I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. So like, literally, <laughs> amen to that. I yeah, hate yeah. that. I hate it so much. Yeah. Literally, I was I was at uh, I was doing work for a friend at Power Morphicon, which is like this Power Rangers Comic Con because mm-hmm. he was in town, and we're filming something. Nerd alert, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I went in there to meet up with him, and I had never heard of it before. So right. I go in there, and I'm like, holy Power crap, Morphicon. this is crazy, <laughs> down in Glendale. Right. And some some douchebags walking around with his phone blasting, like, not even, like, good music. Oh, no. Like, terrible music. Not, But I probably would have liked it more if he had these speakers there and it would really sound good. Right. But it, it, like, we had to hold off taping several times because he was making he was basically lapping the convention holding his damn phone out uh, that's so if you do that do it in your home well for sure and i think there's a, the other applications would be like obviously like speakerphone if you you know sometimes your speakerphone your iphone or or, or, or your uh droid phone uh speaker's not loud enough you can use it on for speakerphone to hear better um sometimes you do if you're out i don't know the beach or something I don't know. The same place you would use your 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 um your uh, Bluetooth devices like the the Jambox like I own. Do you know if um what was I going to say? Do you know how much this costs? Yes, it costs sixty nine dollars. Okay. Actually, pre sale today for sixty nine dollars, but it's going to probably run about one twenty nine, which okay. is like around the same t- price as your Morphe. Um, what, what's that the the chargey thingy? Yeah, the, the issue I have with this is too is. You know, with cases like this, and you have the more of the charging case, there's only so many functional cases. We're living in a world now where you have to have, like, you know, like Batman, you have to have, like, five cases. You know, so it's like, oh, time to charge my phone, case. Time to listen, case. So I don't know. You know, and I have, you know, I have a fancy case. I keep my, I keep my stuff in there, so... This is, uh. I knew you were gonna do that. Thank I you. knew you were like, gonna I, do I, that. I'm so proud of this case. So the point is, I can't, you know, this is my wallet now. So what do I do with, what do I do with this case? I don't know. So the moment somebody creates a swatch for, for cases is going to be somebody really rich. Yes, exactly. The, 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 what you mean the interchangeable yeah. situation? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's the move. You have, you have the top and then you have the bottom attachment. You just click on for speakers, click yes. on for this, click on for that. You know what? The one application for this that I could see useful is, 
iPhone 4s and iPhone 5s, and probably going to be the 6 in the next 6 months, uh-huh. are very prone to randomly their speakers stop working or randomly yeah. like you can't hear stuff coming out of it unless you're using headphones yeah. and if this is going through the auxiliary port which i'm assuming it is uh-huh. i think it would kind of be a bypass for that problem so if it's cheaper to buy one of these than it is to get your iphone fixed yeah i think that's a good application that's for good it. application too. that's good again that's that's a that's a hot tip so you just endorsed it you're endorsing two products back to back that she that she started out poo-pooing <laughs> <laughs> I think everything everything has its uses. Right. I think people. I think the problem with the with the entertainment and well, not the entertainment industry with the the tech industry is that um, companies are forced to advertise on what they can market mm-hmm. and not the most practical uses. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, it's completely, completely makes sense. I mean, this is what the well, every well, especially the case industries back when I went to back in CES. There's, I mean, it feels like. Two, like a third of CES is accessories and cases. And so there's all kinds of useless <laughs> cases because, because you can market a case to any, any, there's so many different types of cases and people can market to people. But in, gen, in general, consumer electronics or consumer products in general are all about the, less about the usefulness and more about the marketing. Yeah. Know? I don't know why Mac sells these as like laptops. I would totally sell it to people as a doorstop. I yes. think that's the. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Mac, uh, Apple's announced another, another event, another, uh, event and they're kind of joking. Is saying it's been way too long. Obviously, the last one was last month. Uh, it's a joke, but and it's really rare. They don't really do these sort of back-to-back, ev- you know, of events this way. But they're doing a complete separate rollout. That's so much to roll out with the phone, with, with on the hardware side, with the phones I and watch, the watch and, yeah. the, and, and everything else. So now that now they're going to probably roll out uh, the new um, operating system, uh, which I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but because I, I should know, I'm going to have it. It's some cat. Uh, no, it's not a cat this time. Really? It is called Isn't it no, like Yosemite. Yosemite. Thank you. Uh-huh. The cats are out. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah, they, they, they killed the cats because they, they had they ran out of cats. So they went to Maverick was the last one, and now this one's Yosemite. So they're gonna roll out Yosemite. They're probably gonna roll out um, a new larger sort of iPad and some other things. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I mean, do we? I mean, I, I, I care. What do you think of these events? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think of these these these, these launch events? Okay. I love Apple. <laughs> Me too. I've used I've used Apple since my dad had an Apple II. Mm-hmm. So Me too. Apple II E. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I, I have never been a fan of PCs. Never really used PCs much. I can appreciate their use for gaming and things like that, and I can appreciate the fact that you can build them from the ground up very right. easily. I appreciate the fact that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Apple has been on a very hit or miss scale right now. Since Steve Jobs passed away, mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I don't feel like they're being pushed to be innovative, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like the CEOs are really taking the company in a direction that will, ten years down the line, have brand new technology. I feel like Apple's going to slowly fizzle out over the next ten years because I think with the new technology, people are going to develop and be way ahead of the game. We're going to have a new the new thing, the new it thing arising from the ashes of somewhere. You know, it's funny you say that because this is a, this is something that Keely and I talk about all the time and this is something that's been really, you know, since Steve Jobs passed away and Tim Cook took over, this is something that's always been talked about and 
we all sort of agree it feels like Apple sort of on the slide. Their innovation is the innovation doesn't seem like it's anything new. Um, you know, the iPhone six is is pretty. You know, it's it's pretty derivative of of the Galaxy. You know, so it feels sort of it feels derivative. It feels like sort of a like an answer to something. The iWatch is the same way, um, but. You know, sales don't really, um, the Apple sales don't reflect that. They're, they're, they're stronger than ever. They keep rising and rising and rising and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, you wonder about, you know, innovation versus is, is a brand too big to fail? I mean, the next move for them, which has been talked about, which was Steve Jobs' last sort of legacy was the Apple TV, the actual television set, which we maybe expect to see in 2015 or 16, the Apple TV, the actual Apple TV, uh, that will change the way we like, like, like do, do for television what the iPad did for music. I mean, I, I, uh, pod did for music, but who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm disappointed in Apple because I don't feel like they have a visionary that can see far enough into the future right now. Because we are literally right now, 2014, we are on the verge of a huge technological breakthrough with so much technology regarding mm-hmm. virtual reality, regarding yeah. um, like cybernetics. Mm-hmm. Everything is in development right now, and the technology to build things like this in 2020 will be widely available. Yep. And the fact that Apple is still focusing on a phone... Yeah. We're not going to use phones in 5 years. Yeah. Phones are going to be kind of phones are going to be go the way of like the phone book. Mm-hmm. Phones are going to go the way of people who wanted to well pretty much there's the phone book then there's like even the phone companies that do landlines and things like that like yep. they took huge hits. That's why Giant we have hits. these cellular companies but now everything's moving to internet. So the world is going to be completely Wi-Fi. We're going to have people in Africa having Wi-Fi before they have food. Yep. And this is the way the world's going. We're not going to have phones in five years. So the fact that they're putting all their money and they're basing all of their stuff on phones and TVs, nobody's going to use TVs again. The way I see it, I see people... So you're saying it's short-sighted because, ba- I mean, basically, like, the, the, they're in the consumer electronics business more than they are in the, like, sort of technology business. Now, it just so happens their consumer electronics is technology, including what they do with the computer side. I mean, they have a, they have a robust computer division as well as robust uh, consumer electronics division. But these products are... I mean, it, sh- it may be short-sighted in the fact that, like, they're they're building for now in the next two or three years, but as a, but not for the next five to ten years. But they cannot st- – they are printing money, like, with with, oh, yeah. with, with with the iPhones, with the iPads, with the – you know, who knows how the watch will do, but with their all their PCs, uh, and the desktops are still selling well, selling well. So I agree with you. I agree with you. I'd l- I would love to be able to see – I mean, Apple's notoriously secret- secretive, so I would love to be able to see – I would love to be some have some reassurance. Yeah. Um, as a stockholder, like some re- reassurance that like we're on the right track from Tim Cook, and but unfortunately, what stockholders want to see nowadays is they want to see bottom line, and, and people are happy with Tim Cook. They're like, oh, uh, who cares? Tim Cook's making us money. He'll make us money for the next three years. But you, ho- you are asking the right questions. My hope is that they're actually developing this technology and they're just releasing this consumer base right now. Right. But I totally think that in the next five years, Google's going to start releasing mainstream, very advanced technology. And it's going huh. to wipe. It's going to wipe Apple clean. Wow, that's that's a bold prediction by Steve Lemieux. I don't, I don't disagree. This is kind of like what what Achilles been saying. Very similar things to that. So I don't, I don't disagree. Because they're well, they're, they're they're spending money. Google's spending money on advancement. Right. Even if they've had misses, like the Google Glass and things like that. At least they're trying. Right. Let's just try. Well, well. Speaking of Apple, Apple, Apple's been under heat. Um, a, a, been a lot, a lot of heat lately for their uh, very porous uh, 
cloud, you know, information mm. in the cloud. I and mean, we've got, we've had a lot of hacks, a lot of break-ins, most famously recently the, uh. The fappening. Yes, and then the, and the J-Law, uh, picks coming out, which, which I hated to see. Uh, no, I love <laughs> but, um, anyway. So you saw them as well. I might, I might have taken a look at the J-Law picks. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. Oh, it might, Joe. It might have been, it might have been, that would have been nice. Anyway, but so, uh, but, but Apple's really done a great job sort of now coming out with, with this crazy new crypto software and locking everything down and making it super, making the privacy stronger than ever. And everyone seems to be happy except for, uh, the, pol- the police because allegedly, uh, you know, this is a big, this has been, always been a big fight between, um, former attorney general Eric Holder and FBI director James, uh, Comney and, um, Comey, 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 that's his name, James Comey. Sorry. Uh, it's a, that's an unfortunate name for FBI director. He wears red. <laughs> um, it, you know, where, where is that line between, between our personal privacy and then what, and then what the, uh, government needs to be able to do to, to sort of do, do their job? I mean, in, in terms of in, in, in cyberspace, like what, what, what are we as a government and as a uh, police force able to, uh, police to help save lives versus what is completely private and encrypted? Uh, this is that ongoing debate. And so, it's there. There's been every time they sort of build in a back door to these to these sort of things, so that law enforcement other others can get in and, and or, or or federal law enforcement can get in and track terrorists and do some things. Uh, the hackers use that back door to go in and, and, and steal all your stuff. So now all the loopholes are closed. So I don't know what, what. How do you feel about privacy and 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 and, 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 and what's Apple's responsibility in creating like the cloud and the device to keep you private versus keeping you safe? It's a large debate, but just <laughs> what do you think about this? Well, it's like when you when you when you try to bring safety into it and things like that, it's just you don't want the illusion of safety through loss of all privacy. Right. And that is really the debate, is that people yeah. do not want to feel safe at the cost of all of their privacy. Yeah. Because if you want that, you can go to London, you can live like oh, cameras everywhere. Cameras everywhere. It's like Oh, well, if I get shot or if I get stabbed and killed, at least they'll catch the guy. Yeah. Like, that's how you feel. Like, you (laughs) know what? Like, oh, great. There's cameras, so I'm safe. But you're not really safe because you throw your gum wrapper on the ground, you're going to get a ticket for it. So it's it's a false safety. With this, it's your privacy. Like, I I believe that there should be a backdoor only accessible with a search warrant. Right, that makes sense. I think I think it should be like anything else. If I don't want you in my car, get me a search warrant. If I don't want you in my phone, get me a search warrant. If somebody has if if somebody has made life threats against me or I am missing and people have filed a missing persons report, you are allowed to use location. Yeah. That's it. I totally agree. This is this is a, a, a nonstop problem with technology. The legal curve is always like Almost months, sometimes years behind the technology curve, right? Technology's here. The legal curve is, has a catch up to it. Uh, and this is, this is an instance where, look, I mean, our technology's not going away. People, law enforcement being able to do their job is not going away. We need some sort of legal, uh, search warrants and things in place so that they can go in and obtain this information if, if need be. But, but legally, you know, and I think that that's, that's getting that legislation like written and and voted on and in place and passed by the time that happens there's five new phones out so it's like, like that's 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 a problem and 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 you know something has to be done about it and i, I totally agree with you 100 percent i would love to see like uh these 
these technology companies working closely with with at least lawmakers to figure out, or at least lawmakers uh, being able to be ahead of the curve for once in our generation. I mean, they're so friggin' behind well, I mean, everything. What scares me is if, if law enforcement has access to your phone and has access to your pictures, with technology and with all of the archiving of photos online, you can literally, I could take a picture of my hand and maybe even like a part of my hand, right. put it through a picture search, and you'll get every single picture. It knows it's a hand. Yep. It knows exactly what it is. So my worry is that police will be like, oh, look, I'm going to take a picture of a nugget of weed. Right. Great. Okay, that's on my phone now. It's private, not released, didn't put it on Facebook, didn't put it on Twitter, whatever. It's just a nugget of weed on my phone. Right. Right. And then suddenly... Yeah. Hello, uh, you have uh, you have weed here. Yeah. I'm assuming that's that that what you're what you're describing is the exact fear. This is this is the exact debate, and uh, you know I don't know I don't know I I got nothing. I just I I would love to see uh, just for once our legislative body sort of get in, at least in lockstep and not just months behind the, the, the technology curve. But we'll see where this goes. But good for Apple for locking it down. We'll see. Uh, speaking of uh, anonymity, Facebook now is also trying to launch this. Sort of anonymity app. I can't say that five times. Anonymity. Think (laughs) anonymity. Anonymity. (laughs) Um, So yeah, because you know Facebook's notoriously, you know, you know. Everything about Facebook is public and sharing and sharing everything with everyone. And and there's a growing number of us who don't want to share everything. And so there are these apps (coughs) existing. Excuse me. All these acts existing now, like Whisper and, and Secret and Yik Yak, that allow you to have sort of talk to other people anonymously uh, for a lot of other, for a lot of reasons. Facebook now is launching their own startup of, of their not their startup. They're launching a version of that that allows you to have conversations with folks anonymously, not share your whole life, but still connect with other people. And um, I don't know, people people are really sort of uh, the comments on this are sort of like you know, it's ironic that Facebook, the guys who's has ruined your privacy, now would allow you. To be private, and, and, and how private will you really be if it's done through Facebook? I mean, do you have any thoughts on any of this stuff? Do you care? Do you do you know about Whisper and these other, and these other apps? I mean, I, I've seen I've seen about them, mm-hmm. and I've seen that there's another social media app that's basically what is it called? It's black and white. Uh, people are selling invites to it and things like that, mm-hmm. and it. I think it's like Ello or something weird like that. Ello or something, yeah, something like that. Um, I think this is their response to that. I think yep. they're losing a lot of users to people who don't want to be searching for, let's say, hey, I want to buy an engagement ring. Right. Okay, so you search for an engagement ring, you delete your history on your computer, your wife logs into her Facebook on your computer looking for engagement rings? Yeah, exactly. Like, screw off with that stuff. Like, we don't want to see ads tailored to our Google searches because, honestly, if incognito didn't exist, every single guy would just have porn ads on his Facebook 24-7. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, we don't want to see that. You just have J Live. <laughs> yes, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. Like that. That's that's also a very good example of that. Is the engagement rating thing or keeping secret? Like you share computers, you know, Google Ads pops up with all the stuff. Facebook has outed many a person through yeah. that from uh, their roommate yeah. using the same computer and seeing what basically what they've searched, right. even if their history is gone. Bam, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. And, you know, Facebook does a good job with allowing privacy settings for who you want to control, what see, who sees what. Right. But literally they are selling your internet soul to every single corporation yeah. in the world. Sure. Which, you know, honestly, it's only like five corporations run 90% of our infrastructure. Sure. So it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, 
But I still use it. Yeah. You know? We all use like, it. Like, I mean, this, this is why, I mean, you know, we, we talk about, you know, I'm in the television business and, and we're all in the media business. You know, television exists as a delivery service for ads, you know, and, and as does radio, as does magazines. And so when the, when the internet started, you know, you know, having these sites and this content, the question has been, it was always been, how do we get these brands to get to the people they want to get to? And what Facebook has done better than anyone else has figured out all these crazy, and Google as well, all these crazy algorithms and all these crazy metrics to figure out how to get, you know, the, the, the your eyeballs, the brand, the, the, what the brands want in front of your eyeballs, which in theory sounds great until your, until your privacy is blown all to hell. Oh, there, you know? There's some sites that are like the absolute worst, like Entertainment weekly if you try to read an article it like fades out the page brings yes. something to the front Love you close that. that and then it like brings down a tab with an yes. ad playing it's like i'm just trying to read an article entertainment weekly and the worst ones is when you open up a video and it gives you a choice of three ads and you're yeah. just like well crap which <laughs> which one do i want to ignore for the next 30 seconds exactly yeah like you don't you don't want to i mean there's got to be better ways of that but this whole so i don't know this whole anonymity thing with facebook is very interesting to me because like it, it, it's it's I, this is all what i see is this larger um move for facebook trying to hang on and stay stay relevant because more and more people are sort of moving away from facebook and saying facebook's so old and i'm off of facebook but you know facebook continues to grow and i think zuckerberg and those guys did a really good job uh acquiring and buying up all these young startups all these like startups buying them sort of transmorphing transmorphing them into something facebook technology or keeping them as their own separate thing like instagram you know which is which is owned by facebook and a lot of people don't know that I think, I think Facebook with the – if they want, like, anonymous people talking and connecting, I think their smartest move right now would to set something similar to Tinder up, not, like, mm-hmm. with that mindset, though, not the hookup mindset. Hey-o. But with, with like, a, like Omegle with Facebook. Mm-hmm. That way your account's already connected to this thing. Maybe you type in a zip code and you're like, let me talk with a stranger in this zip code, talk to people, and you hit a button, and then it'll make you guys visible to each other if you want. Right. Like, because I feel like that would be a cool way to have people, like, meet new people that have shared interests. That'd be great. But, I mean, I don't get the point of chatting anonymously and not having people see your profile. Like, why don't you just freaking text or call? I don't, yeah, I, I agree too, but like, Alexis, you're, you're, you're young and you, you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you're, you're one of the kids. Like, what, what are the kids using these days? I mean, do you like, what, 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 See, what do you use? That's how, no, cause I mean, I'm, I'm not on that boat at all. Uh-huh. I, I'm that person that, that doesn't use Whisper and what is it, Tinder and all this other kind of stuff. Like, Facebook, I only use, um, technically I wouldn't even have one. I use it for, for family in the Philippines. That's okay. really all I use so, it for. But I know people who religiously use Whisper because they love to, or Twitter as like a, a diary kind of. Right. You know, they'll like make a fake Twitter and then just vent. Yeah. The whole way through. And I, I don't know. I find it that it's, it's too much work, in my opinion, to sit there and have all these different types of apps to vent out your own problems or to hook up or anything like that. Like I, I personally, if you want to get to know somebody or you want to meet somebody, that's what texting and calling is for. All right. I well, feel like it's fair too enough. much. You, 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 you are in the minority, sister. You're, you're in the minority. Yeah. In, 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 I get, I get a lot of like, oh, you're such an old lady. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, you sound like my mom. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No. Whipper snappers. <laughs> um, so let, let's, so, um, another, Speaking of sort of technology, um, we we last tech story here. Uh, the voice control with Siri uh, and, and and Google Voice and uh, Cortana on on the on the uh, Google phones and the and Microsoft phones are like pretty normal these days. I mean, be able to talk to your phone and 
um, and have them do apps. But what is not here yet is being able to voice control the web. And there, that seems to be coming. There's this company, uh, you know, uh, tr- called, doing, doing an app called Julius JS, which is trying to develop something that is, that we can basically be the Siri of our desktop computers and our laptops. And I don't know. I think I think this is pretty cool. It's, it's it sounds like we have a long way to go. I don't know exactly how this works. I own um, Xbox One, and I talk to that thing all the time, and it and it's and it's pretty very shockingly um, accurate and great. Um, but it's also very annoying, you know, Xbox, uh, do this Xbox change channels, Xbox. So I don't know how, I, if I want to like navigate my computer that way, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think of this? This, this Not interested. You know, you're not talking I to the computer. No, I mean, I think, uh, I think it has its uses for people who can't use their hands well yeah. or things like that. Um, anyone like with medical issues who could use it, I think people who are disabled, should use it. I sure. think it's a great way to bring these people into the internet if they were previously not using it. Yeah, even like severely arthritic people, like who just can't. Yeah, you know. I, I totally, I totally see the uses in that, but I don't. I, I honestly don't see people going to like a public library, or going yes. on their computer, and, or being roommates with somebody and be like. Pornhub, open, or, <laughs> exactly. or like like searching the internet, like open that picture, right? Open that picture, open that email, close that, open, open that email, e- yeah. open email from mistress. Like I don't, right. I don't see that <laughs> happening. I see this technology being adapted again into virtual reality in the next five to ten years. I, I, I do. I mean, I think that's more of the way. And we, I think it's, it's closer to minority, minority Report with the sort of virtual reality that's thing. That's what I feel, and, yeah. And, and further away from, uh, which is more sort of old Star Trek in the Star Trek movies. You know, Kirk would always like, computer! Tell me about the blah, blah, you know, all that, like that whole thing, the vocal, well, that's something that we, that we know from science fiction from the seventies and eighties, really. But now in sort of the, in, in the two thousands and nineties, it's really more about the virtual reality, but we'll see. I don't know. But I, I mean, people might want to do the Iron Man thing with Jarvis where you could talk to Jarvis and also move. Exactly. Jarvis is another example. Time, yes. So. That, that's true. I mean, yeah. the way I see it, even, okay, 2030, <laughs> I'd say probably if we're not all dead, you know, 2030. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say nobody even has monitors anymore. Yeah. Cuz I'd honestly think that at this at that point they've they will have developed a virtual room you can go into with a screen as big and as big or small as you want it and right. you're literally just going to have a thing on and you don't need yeah. a monitor. You can have everything in front of you, control everything you need to get on the internet, do all that stuff. That's all we'll need. Look, that that stuff is that stuff is it's already here. here. Like I was at CES and I saw this crazy um, you know, augmented reality slash uh, virtual reality thing where you put on these glasses and, and they weren't even like, you know, they, they were like normal glasses, almost 3D. And ev- everything I saw in front of me, it was like a, I'm typing in the air, but it's like a keyboard that's in the air, but I'm seeing it as a keyboard. Uh, I'm, you know, it's very minority report. That stuff was like, that was just 2014 CES. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, and it's very experimental, but it was happening. So I want, I want you to, I want you to go back 15 years and what were we using? Yeah. We were using flip phones. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. So, so 15 years from now, when we already have this technology, yeah. it's like... It's, who knows what we're doing, yeah. It's going to be insane. So I, I definitely recommend people who are researching this technology to buy stocks in it. Yeah. I think that... I I, I do. I, wanna, I always want to invest in something like that that yeah. can be bigger later on. Because honestly, if you had bought a sharing, uh, a partner share in Oculus Rift when you had a chance, Jeez. you'd be a multimillionaire right sure. now. And that was only three years. Yeah. And, and, and it's still growing. 
you know, <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah. and that's still growing. And so it's that's... been it's been the technology's been sourced out to many companies now. Even yep. Sony's doing their own. Yep. Um, one idea that I had, I was talking to Alexis about the, before the show. He needs to do this. I need to do this. <laughs> I want an Oculus Rift game of being Pro- Professor Xavier. Because right now, oh. <laughs> the, right now the main challenge is walking around in the game. That's mm-hmm. the biggest challenge that people are facing. They have right. the treadmill with the with the uh-huh. no slip shoes and things like that. Saw that. So Comic-Con last all year. you need is a chair, joystick, and then have your hands and be able to do like motions to control the powers. You could wheel by people and like read their minds and hear the NPCs' voice actors talking and things yeah. like that. I would play that for hours on end. There is, there was a thing at uh, Comic Con. Low, we saw that was like uh, they had that setup. They had they had the danger. This is the danger room. No, it was a Cerebro. That a Cerebro setup. You know that you could go and sit down and you can put the thing on. And it was very similar to what you're describing, except it wasn't quite a game. But like that would be the next level evolution because you're in the cerebral setting and you're and you're looking around and you're doing the Professor X thing. But God, you're right. If you can interact with those folks and do it that way and sit in a chair, that would be because yeah, I, I at, at uh, Comic Con, I, I feel like Cartman, where I just want to like. <laughs> I want to like freeze myself and put myself in a coma for ten years and then come back out for the game sphere. Right. Like I want to. I want to just like come back and be like, yes, everything's yes. out now. I can just watch out. every Avengers movie. Yes. I can watch every. Mo- yeah, you'll come. You'll you'll, you'll 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 freeze yourself and come back to the zombie apocalypse or and whatever. Fa- and uh, and Half Life Three will still not be out. Yeah. No. God. What is? Uh, I can't. I can't wait for Half Life Three. I I hope that even is that, is that even in development? Is that just still? I think. I think. What's going on with that? Oh. Is it, is it Gabe Newell, I think? Is yeah, the guy. <laughs> Gabe Newell. God. He's a genius. He's keeping us on the edge of our seats. I mean, I, I, that's the game. Like, that game should have been out like four years ago. All right. Um, so let's just move on to some, 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 some nerd, some nerd stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, just want to touch on these comic book TV shows that are blowing up and they're also, they're both doing very well. Uh, and they're also being taken very seriously. Long, long are the days of, you know, Batman and, you know, and the very silly comic book show or even long are the days of the very sort of soapy, Good uh, thing I my anti shark spray today. <laughs> exactly. Robin. The bat shark repellent. Um, which was, was was cool. Uh, the uh, or, or even the soapy sort of like C, you know the early CW days of Smallville. Like hey, the, Smallville was, was highly successful. Uh, no, I'm not poo pooing. I keep saying poo pooing. Never watched it. I'm not poo pooing Smallville. <laughs> what I'm saying is it was it it wasn't really taking itself seriously from a superhero standpoint. It more wanted to be a sort of a soapy early you know yeah, hunky guy can, CW show exactly like I as a old. As an old, old straight guy was not like watching a shirtless Clark, like, you know, bumping around I'm small. I'm a female and I didn't you know? really want to watch a shirtless Clark all the time. <laughs> but I am watching The Flash zoom around. Central I haven't City. seen it yet, but I want to. And Gotham is doing really well. Gotham for... I like a lot. The Flash I like a lot. And, 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 and both, both DC properties. And as a DC guy, it's very good to mm-hmm. sort of see people call it in the movies the Nolanization of, of these comic books. And, yeah, because it, and the, the, gritty, the grittiness of this one and having um, the two kind of mob characters if you haven't seen it which is um, you talk about gotham yes of yes, gotham yes, yeah yes, with balcone and everything like that yep. that's that's more of a the dark knight series what, yeah what they're doing a great job with is they're they're creating a brand that spans the ages and spans sure. the generations because mm-hmm. they i mean if you look at the avengers i mean that's a movie that's not i mean it's technically not too appropriate for anywhere from seven to 14 year olds no. but everyone over that loved it but the fact is, they're still developing cartoons for the Avengers, and they're still developing like things for that age range. Yeah. So when they get to that age, they can like these shows and appreciate these shows. Sure. Gotham, I watched one episode. It was all right. 
Not your thing? I mean... Are you a DC guy? Are you a, are you a Batman guy? Are you I'm a comic a good, book guy? I'm a good writing guy. Okay. I don't, yeah, really, okay. I don't, I don't care I where it comes from, okay. but I want good writing. But I agree that like the people taking it seriously, there's, there's something to be said with having something that is comical mm-hmm. and kind of you want to laugh at it, but the fact that they take it seriously and the actors take it seriously in the show... Um, Elevates the material. I mean, I, I do the after show on AfterBuzz TV, our sister network, for Sleepy Hollow. Uh-huh. Which, if you look at it from an outsider, like, this is so ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. But the actors take it so seriously. Sure. And if you can just jump in and dive in and just, like, what they say, just go with it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best TV shows on TV right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that that's the model. That's the model that you, you see in television. I mean, in, in film is you get a bunch of really like Harry Potter's example of this. You just, you know, get a bunch of, uh, you know, super classy, smart British actors to really ham it up and, and, and elevates the material. Lord of the Rings, again, elevates the material when you have some great actors doing doing some ridiculous things. You know, when you when you care about Alfred. Yeah, exactly. It makes a difference. When, yeah, exactly. When you have uh, Michael Caine classing it up as Alfred, you know, totally. you're like, oh, it's, it's, it's a big deal. So I agree. Oh, I'm, wait, Joe, what yes. do you think of this Alfred? A lot of people, he's been getting a lot of flack that a lot of people don't like this Alfred because they don't, it's not the lovable character that everybody like grew up with. He's kind of harsh and... Um, Alfred's always been snarky, though. Yeah. I, but I, well, the thing is, I, I love this Alfred because what you have because it, it feels more true to you, you think of the guy. Alfred Pennyworth is a guy who basically he was in the military. In the military, he's he's a badass himself. He had to take over Bruce Wayne and then raise a young Bruce Wayne after his parents died, and then also prepare him, sort of like you know, in in, in, in a lot of ways to become Batman. And that doesn't that's not a lovable guy who's like fucking making tea and cracking yeah, jokes. Yeah, because you know they're like bringing that, it back you know. to like the Bru- like the what is it, um, Bruce Tim or uh, Bruce. Campbell's like, um, what is it? The animation Batman, and yes, how like yes, he yes. was, you know, just kind of like a side character that came out, and he mm-hmm. was just, he was snarky and witty. But this one, you know, he's sitting there, yeah, sword fighting and doing all this other kind of stuff. Well, I just like the like, idea what? of just bringing bringing some some depth to these characters you know and love. I mean, Alfred, it's been just a cut out character in so many in in, in the comics and cartoons and and, and, and some he had of the a comic huge books. role technically. Like in the comics, he sure. had a huge role in Bruce's life, and I hate that they didn't do that. But now with this show, they're doing that now. So yeah, I I, I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I could definitely see. I know they got the guy for Gordon. I could definitely see Martin Freeman playing a good uh, good. Uh, what is it, Commissioner Gordon? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. I would love, I would love BBC America to make a spinoff of Batman I the same way they do Sherlock. Sure. I think that would yeah. be phenomenal. Sure, because it would, look, it would look great too. Well, because I feel like there's there's room in the TV space for something that's not just a sixty minute show. I want something right. that has more so, oomph to it. Yeah, like a, like a ninety minute Sherlock style, like you know. Couple limited series thing. Yeah, I would love to see that too. I mean, who doesn't love BBC? Stuff? All right, but it sounds like you're trailing off. So you want to move on? No. <laughs> oh, we should. Really, we're almost out of time. Know, but, I'm just messing. With uh, but no, I can. I can talk. Trust me, I can talk DC and Batman all day long. So, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk. But I can also talk Ghostbusters all 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 day long because you know the the much you know talked about. And, and long developed Ghostbusters 3 has, has been in the works forever. And it's really been all about, initially it's all about Bill Murray, who's been the lone holdout in this for years and years and years. And finally, Bill Murray has finally was, it was to the point where he was really interested in doing it. And they had scripts and they were doing everything else. But the original writers, of course, and that was, it was Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. 
and the director was Ivan Reitman, and Ivan was on board. They were all on board, and then unfortunately, Harold Ramis passed away. Yeah. And so no one wanted to really do. No one felt that they wanted to do this without Harold Ramis. It's really it's his baby, which so they shouldn't. I, they shouldn't. So Ivan Reitman sort of quit the project. But of course, the studios are like, well, shit, we still want to do it. You know. So they're trying to figure out how to save this franchise, and so they hired Paul Feig, uh, most notably of uh, Bridesmaids fame, and 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 um, was it like the Heat or Heat? Or yeah, something? and he yeah. so he's kind of known as the and freaks and geeks before that, mm-hmm. but he's now known as the sort of like the guy who saves female raunchy comedy or saves female comedy and, you know, Bridesmaids was huge so they hired him and his he's got this sort of new take, potentially of doing an all-female Ghostbusters cast and rebooting the whole franchise with, um, you can guess, probably uh, Melissa McCarthy or, uh, you know, or Kristen Wiig or who knows who'll be in the cast, but I'm not gonna lie, Melissa McCarthy would actually be hilarious as I mean, that you know, I, I, I'm pretty. You know, I'm, I'm this Ghostbusters, my generation, and my era, and I love everything about the 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 Ghostbusters canon, if you will. And I, normally, I would say I don't want to see another Ghostbusters. Like, I don't want to see that reboot with like they were going to do one with Jonah Hill, a young. I don't want to see that. But this sounds interesting to me. I don't know. I might be in on this. What do you, what do you, what do you think of this? Do you care? I think fire Paul Feig. Oh wow, you're out on Paul Feig already. He just got hired. Okay. <laughs> Get rid of him okay. right now. <laughs> I, I don't mean that as as a disrespect to Paul. Right. I, I think it's more of just a respect to Ivan. Mm-hmm. I think I think like you you have you have something that's been worked on and scripted for so long. Right. Where it's it's a, it's a movie where you know you're gonna have if you make another one, it has to be good. It has yeah. to be on point. It has to be it has to be everything that fans want it to be. Sure. So. It's the worst thing in the world to bring in somebody new. And you know why? Because if he does go with this new thing, we're going to get a movie in two years that has maybe been rewritten twice. Yeah. And that is the problem with Hollywood right now, is that they don't want to take the time to rewrite the script over and over and over and over and over again until it's good. They're like, it's all right, let's go with it. The, yeah. the actors will make it. They'll sell tickets. So you're good. The fact is, is Ivan and them had worked on a script sure. over and over again for 10, 15 years. Which yeah. means it was probably fairly on point. I'm so sure it was great. If he's trying to do something new, it means new script. It means all that old work is gone. It means all of the work that Ivan put in, who actually knows about the franchise more than anyone else. Sure, it's his franchise. I think you either do it with Ivan or you go home. Yeah. Or you do it with Jason. Jason Reitman. But he, or you do he, it he wouldn't a, do it either. Or you do it as a complete reboot, but like you don't just do it on the fly. Like, oh, we're doing a Ghostbusters. Oh, Ivan dropped out. All right, well, let's give it to this guy. And he right. can... Well, this, this, I, I do agree. This is a problem with studios because there's so much money involved. And so Sony is like very much like, look, we want to – we're going to make this movie. I don't care I do what not want do. another Teenage Mutant you know, Ninja Turtles. We're going to make this movie. So I don't know. We have to figure it out. So I, it's almost like if they're going to make it, I'd want to see it in good hands. Maybe they should make it. I'm on the fence whether or not they should make it. I am un, – I'm, I'm, I'm unlike you, although I hear what you're saying. I, I, I do – would be interested in seeing a, the Paul Feig sort of like reboot of the whole franchise. No, I like the idea. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm very, pre- very, very near and dear to my heart. So it's very precious. Yeah, to me I mean, as well. I, I love the idea. Like having a female cast is great. Right. I just don't feel like they'll get enough time to really work out the kinks enough to have it be as good as it should be. Right. So these last two stories, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just blow through. So Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Uh, confirms we have Iron Man. Minutes, oh, know. we do. Yeah, it's uh, 11:42, Joe. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting signs over there that said. We have well, I haven't put up a sign 
for the past like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it said we have twenty minutes left. Twenty minutes ago. Yeah, till forty. Yeah, till forty. Yeah, <laughs> okay. till forty-five. You, okay. You've only been talking for about ten. You're good. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, so okay. Well, then Robert Downey Jr. confirms Iron Man four, which is a direct, direct uh, uh, in conflict for what the story that Akili and I reported two or three weeks ago that he denied that he would be a part of Iron Man four. Iron Man four is not happening. Uh, he kind of confirmed Iron Man four is in the works. It's so, like you him. know, I mean. There was no way that Iron Man 4 would not be in the works. I think that we, we, we surmise that there may be some weird storyline and there's, there's rumors that Tony Stark or Iron Man may, something may happen to him in this Avengers 2 movie. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I but don't want it. You don't want what, Iron Man 4? Yep. Why not? I don't, I don't know. I'm done, I'm done with it. What I do you feel. mean? I, I know. I mean, $1.2 billion franchise. What does that have to do with anything? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't like Iron Man 3, frankly. I didn't like it at all. I, I, I didn't like, I, well, I don't like Shane Black. I mean, as much <laughs> as everyone else does. But, uh, so, I, what, what, what I believe, what do we have? Uh, who's the main villain for Avengers 2? I keep forgetting his name. Ultron. 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 The Ultron. age of Ultron. Ultron's a game changer. Yeah. He's always been a game changer. So when we when we're bringing in someone big like that, I feel like Ultron's not going to only change Iron Man four. Mm-hmm. I feel it's going to change Captain America. I feel it's going to change everything. Yeah. And what Marvel is so adept at is sewing all these universes together sure. and creating like a different Tony Stark and bringing it back. I mean, we have it with Spider Man. We have a girl Spider Man. We have a black Spider Man. Mm-hmm. We have all these different. You have a female Thor now. You have a you know, so yeah. It's, it's so I feel like we're going to get Avengers two, Iron Man four, and Iron Man four is going to introduce a new Iron Man. Oh, you think no Robert, no RDJ? No, we're going to get RDJ, but it's going to be RDJ is probably as the scientist. He's probably going to be the one to rip open a hole to another universe. Hmm. I would I would love to see that I love to see how that that is how they bring in the female Thor that they bring in right because if he has to if he's the one he's the only one I see possible having the technology to really break time and space right. in this situation from the characters that we've been introduced to so if we have Age of Ultron and potentially have Ultron half winning at the end yeah and the Avengers being completely decimated at the end. Robert Downey Jr. perhaps wheelchair bound, kind of messed up. Yep. I could definitely see like a like a Avengers unite through the universes coming in Avengers three and having female Thor come at the end of Iron Man four, right. and having a new Iron Man in Iron Man four. Well, J- Joss Whedon has all but said people are going to die in, in, in the Avengers. Exactly, I mean, he's all but said. I mean, everyone's already speculated that Hawkeye is probably not going to make it, and you know, there's some other rumors. There's always been some thoughts about trying to bridge this Guardians of the Galaxy universe with. Uh, the so the the Hulk, I mean the Planet Hulk storyline is something that people want to want to do. So we may see the Hulk and David Banner going into this, going out into space or going to an alternate universe and maybe meeting up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That may happen. Uh, the the Tony Stark thing may happen. So there's there's definitely Thor, room. Thor three is coming out before Avengers two, correct? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, Avengers two is the next on the slate, and then Thor three is yeah. in development right now. It's working yeah, right now. I think now. they're filming. It's, they're filming. They're filming, they're filming because yeah. it's uh, Avengers two, and then it's Ant Man, and then it's yeah. Thor, and then I think Thor, Thor three. Thor yeah. three. 
Um, so we'll see. I don't know. But switching over to the DC universe, is, which is where I love to be. Um, ben Affleck doing a lot of press for Gone Girl now as he's sort of forced to talk a lot about Batman um, versus Superman. And, and he's finally just saying, look, man, this ain't no Daredevil. Like, like this isn't going to be a Daredevil. <laughs> I like that I, he said that. Yeah. Too, like, that's I'm what not everybody gonna, was yeah, thinking. Because everyone's giving so much crap. Like, oh, last time we saw Affleck in a rubber suit. Well, I mean, you Daredevil know. was just a terrible film in general. It had nothing to do awful. with Affleck. Exactly. It was awful. I mean, a little bit. Well, nothing to do with Affleck, but it was, you know, he, he, Affleck was in a bad spin those, with movies back then. And oh, yes. He had a bad run. I watched, I saw all of them because I'm a big Ben Affleck guy. I, love, may, I, I love him. I may disagree with Ben Affleck in Uh-oh. some political oh. views. Oh, yeah. Okay. But oh, well. as, from an acting standpoint, I think he's done what you're supposed to do as an actor. I think you're supposed to evolve as your career goes on. Right. I mm-hmm. think he's not the same guy he was in Dogma. He's not the sure. same guy he oh, was back then. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, he was not the same 20s. guy he was in Daredevil. No, he's not, he's not 27 years old, like, you know, doing his thing. You know, and he's. To be perfectly honest, you're a young, up and coming actor. They're going to throw you with names. They're going to throw you into Carmen Electra doing right. Electra and doing Daredevil and things like that. You're not necessarily going to work alongside brilliant actors. Right. So when you have these big money budgets where back then it was all about the names as opposed to the talent. He's not going to develop his skills, but when you look at everything post-Daredevil, he's been working with these amazing actors. He's been developing his skills as an actor. I think he's going to do phenomenal. I think he's going to do phenomenal, too, not only because he's he's directed three amazing movies as a, as a director. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, and, but he's also brought him. He's he's kind of hands-on, but not really hands This is Zack Snyder's show. Uh, I think Chris Nolan is still executive producing. I think Zack Snyder is his show. I'm not – my confidence in Zack Snyder is, is not that high, I'll tell you right now. I'm really I'm, – I'm not really yeah. sold on Zack Snyder. But uh, this this is my last chance. This is the last chance for Zack Snyder for me. But uh, what uh, Affleck was able to do is bring in his screenwriter from Argo to do the to do the uh, to do the the who wrote the script. Script. So it, it, we're in good okay, hands good. here. It's gonna be yeah. yeah. Like, it's gonna be fine. I don't even know why everybody's like. I, you know, we're, we're in right. good hands. I mean, it, as long as Zack is not writing the script. Oh yeah, I do no. not want another Superman. Uh, no. I don't want. I don't want no. another. Honestly, honestly, I don't want another Sucker Punch. I don't want another. Okay, okay. Watchmen. I hated the writing for Sucker Punch. I just thought it was visually pleasing. Yeah, they've they've, cra- oh. they've cracked oh. the bucket so many times on writing Superman stories. Yes, yeah. so, so many times. maybe maybe Batman being amazing and having good writing can bring it back up. I hope so. Also, Stephen, you said Carmen Electra. You're hilarious. Whatever. I know. <laughs> that, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Sure I was like, that was fantastic. Um, so. Uh, and then also coming to the small screen, uh, Universal's brought back Dracula and, I'm sorry, the large screen. And they're, they're brought back Dracula. It's a movie. This is, this is, this is really, I'm so out, I'm so, I'm so incredibly dumb. out on this. This is so transparent of Universal. I'm gonna not trying not to go on a little mini rant, but Universal, I get the fact that these studios have these existing properties they own and they've got to test the revenue streams. So they dig in the crates and they pull out whoever it is and they roll out a new movie or try to reboot the franchise. You do it every 10, 15 years. So Universal's on this big kick to bring back the monsters. And they tried it with Frankenstein. Oh, bomb. Terrible. We're going to bring back Karate Frankenstein. We're going to have Two-Face be Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, like that That didn't work. Rachel. They're trying to bring back Dracula. <laughs> Rachel. Oh, God. It's in the, in the, they're doing this, and then they still and they, we still got the, you know, the mummy they did, they brought back, and that, that was successful. They're, they're doing another the, mummy. Oh, they're wait, doing another. Um, the mummy. Brought back? You mean the Chinese one, which was no, terrible? Yeah, well, I was no, like, I mean, I'm sorry. No, what I mean is Universal br- 
brought back the Mummy franchise from the 30s and did oh, it successfully oh, okay. with, okay, with Brendan Fraser and made it more successful then. They're, but they're trying to do all the monsters again. So, so look for a new Wolfman. Look for a new Dracula. We see a new Frankenstein. Look for a new Mummy. Look for a new Invisible Man. Mm. All these monsters, are all the universal monsters are coming. Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think, they're all coming back. And I they think, all suck. I think Black Lagoon could probably be good. They could be good. And I think I think if they Frankenstein could have been good. If they do a werewolf one, if they don't do it too pretty boy, it might be good. Could be. But I I, I got no evidence to, to, to suggest that this is going to be good. Okay. Uh, I I Okay, I'm not going to go on too long of a rant here cuz I know we don't have that much time. I'll just say one thing about this Dracula is screw off. <laughs> okay. I'll take because it. I, I I what what people what writers are forgetting is why Dracula is actually terrifying. Yeah. And you know what what you know what makes something terrifying when it's based on a real world. And this he has a he has wings that are turning into Thank bats you. and they're they're flying and it's very cinematically pleasing. It's Dracula. But you know what? I know I would never can see that in my real life. So you know what? I'm really not that impressed. Right. You know what? Dracula is based on Vlad the Impaler. He is a man who took 50,000 people and put them on spikes while they're alive and let them sit in the sun and die for days at a time. I'm sorry, that's terrifying. Yep. Well, maybe we'll get that. That's a pretty, that's a pretty no, strong rant there. No. That's a pretty strong non-rant, Steve Lemieux. <laughs> I, want, I want Vlad. I want a movie called Vlad, right. and it says Vampire Begins. Vlad, oh. Vampire Begins. That's what so I want. Guys, I want, pick up Stephen's um, yeah. idea. People at Universal, depiction. Comcast, NBC Universal. Yep. Call Steve Lemieux. But yeah. then they want to make it PG 13 and give Vlad a six pack yeah. and then put yes. Kristen Stewart opposite the role. Oh, so God. You know like, God. Oh, God. You can't win. No. You know what? I, I'm, I'm just. just I'm, I want to I'll say. Movie. Last thing I'll say. <laughs> I'm officially I'm just, I'm out on all the monsters. I'm out. I'm out on all. It was cool. They were cool in the 30s. The Mummy, the Black Lagoon, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Cool. Leave them back there. I'm not interested in rebooting them. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see another Dracula. I don't want to see another Frankenstein. Okay, I don't want to see another Mummy. The subject, though, I'm out. I love Guillermo. What did you think of the strain? Oh, uh, because if we're gonna go into vampires, I do want to talk about the strain. You know, because I actually do the strain after show after Buzz TV. Uh, I knew that it. was coming up. I, but we had Kevin Durant, and we had all the actors from the show, so check it out. But in all fairness, I've only seen the first two. Okay. So, so and, and, and I love the first. I love the pilot. Uh, you know, look, I, I love Corey Saul, you know, um, and I love the pilot and I love the second one and I hear great things. My, my business partner, Steve Barry, loves it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, what, what, are you loving it? I mean, you do the after show. So what do you think? I liked it. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. It's a fun series, but again, it just goes to yeah, this right. could be great yeah. if it had good writing. Yeah, I got it. Good point. But they had this and we didn't hear about it. Until it was about to come out, which tells me one rewrite to the script and let's film it. Well, I mean, they didn't dump it in February, and it did. It, 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 it is. It is opening today. I'm going to take a quick glance on Rotten Tomatoes and just see what's happening with it, just for a laugh. Okay, I'm going to say. What do you got? I'm going to say 34. percent It's loading. Uh, right now, it's coming in at, at a stellar 24. percent Oh, so I was 10 percent over. Neither neither awful enough to suck or sharp enough to bite. Dracula Untold misses the point of its ironic character's, character's deathless appeal. They're loving it. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Neither awful enough to suck or sharp enough to bite. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, we're, we got to go. That's it. It's over. 
It's over. <laughs> uh, well, app of the week. I, I we don't have time for app of the week, but we'll do that uh, next week. But Stephen, thank you so much for guesting, for coming in and guesting with us. Where can we find you, sir? You guys can find me on Twitter at Achilles. No, I'm just kidding. At Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L E M I E U X, and check me out on our sister network, AfterBuzz TV, doing the after shows for South Park, Sleepy Hollow, and Sons of Anarchy. Last season of Sons of Anarchy, guys. Oh, S O A, Sam Crow, and I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me at. At Twitter and Instagram, at Joe K. Braswell. I almost forgot where you can find me. And uh, here on our sister network, AfterBuzz, doing the blacklist and some other stuff coming down the road. Uh, thanks, Stephen, to me for guesting. Yeah. Achilles in China. Shout Have out fun to in Alexis China. in the booth. Shout out to Alexis in the booth, and we'll see you guys next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. 